The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And welcome back to the Chris and Joe Show, presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum, and we are continuing with our NFL draft coverage very specifically that of the NFL Combine, which is coming up very, very soon. Prospects will be arriving in Indianapolis, and we have now the defensive side of the ball for the players that we want to see what things that they can prove and what they need to prove to scouts, general managers, and head coaches that will be attending the Combine. We have a a very good list of players here that the Giants could very well be targeting and also some other players that could be in the mix in those top picks that have a lot of key traits that they need to really prove that they can make it their strength or also potentially show that certain things are not a weakness for them. The first person that we are talking about on today's show is someone that everyone is going to be talking about at the Combine and has been talking about since the college football playoff hell, since the beginning of the season we've been talking about this guy, and that is Ohio State's Chase Young, edge defender, defensive end, possibly like an outside linebacker. He could project very similarly to Bradley Chubb or Jadeveon Clowney, depending on where they want to put him. He's not super heavy. He's not like the Bosa brothers. He could be in the mix to be that stand-up pass-rushing outside linebacker. So from Young, what we want to see from him is really his his hands and his explosiveness in the pass-rush drills, his ability to move laterally, because then that can answer questions for teams that run a 3-4 uh, and, and really show that he might have that ability to play outside linebacker and cover if you need him to on certain plays. It's not going to be his main role, but can he do it? And he's very, very athletic, so there's a good chance he could flash in those situations. We don't have to talk about him helping his draft stock because if it weren't for the existence of Joe Burrow, his draft stock would be about as high as it could possibly be. But it would help to answer some questions about you know what he can do at the next level. If we assume that Washington is going to be switching to a uh, 4-3 and that they won't be trading out of the second overall pick, Young would probably be playing in a defensive end role. But does he have the ability to play from a two-point stance? We'll get to see that. Does he have the lateral agility to play as an outside linebacker? You know, 
being lined up as an in a two-point stance, maybe out a little bit wider as a nine technique, that will only help him with his cornering, which frankly on tape is not much of an issue for him anyway. We know he's going to be coming out polished, but just how good are his hands? What can he do in the bag drills? How violent are his hands? For me, that's one of the things I love watching. Going back a few years, that was what, that was what really got me excited about Marvin Austin, was just how violent he was in the bag drills. I have yet to see another defender hit the bags quite like he did. Now, obviously, that didn't work out. He had the torn peck, and then he had groin and back injuries, and unfortunately, we never really got to see him on the field. But how well a defender can work the bags, how tightly they can corner in their pass rush drills, there is a lot to learn there. And at least the early expectations are that Young could look even better than the Boses at the Combine. He does flash a little bit more athletically, but we are really just looking to see his versatility. And a lot of things with these top 10, top 15 draft prospects, teams are really going to be keying on how can they use these players in multiple situations, especially these defensive players. If Young can show that versatility and his ability to move well, if he has a really good 40 time, that's going to really open the eyes of talent evaluators really close out any questions that people might have in saying like, well, can he actually perform well against top tier offensive linemen? Maybe talent evaluators will be so excited by his speed, his explosiveness, and that will ultimately lead him to increasing his draft stock and pushing into that second overall pick to fifth overall pick range as the first defensive player off the board. Someone that we continue to see as a projected pick for the Giants and someone who I have constantly pushed for. You could probably guess based on the enthusiasm that I've always had on this one particular person, the one person I always bring up whenever I have the chance to, and that is Clemson's Isaiah Simmons, linebacker, outside linebacker, pass rusher, safety, whatever the heck you need him to do, he can sure as well do it. What we're watching for him and the things that he needs to prove are, can he show... He has multiple position versatility, and similar to what Jabril Peppers did a few years ago, will they ask him to perform in the safety drills? Will they ask him to do different things besides just performing in the linebacker group because teams might be very interested in using him as a safety or in, in other situations defensively? This very well could not happen, but because of how unique Isaiah Simmons is, and he's also very different than Jabril Peppers. He's a lot bigger, a lot different of an athlete. But because of how versatile he is and how unique he is, scouts and general managers might want to at least see him participate in some of those drop drills and some of those other defensive back drills just to see what he's capable of. He might decline. We don't know for sure about that. But I would not be shocked if they decided to try and throw him into those situations. Yeah, that would be great to see from him. I I am very interested to see how he is able to cover, how he is able to play in space. Linebackers are asked to do at least a little bit of that in in their combine field. <clears throat> sorry, in their combine field drills, and that was something where when Peppers worked out with the linebackers, which was where the NFL originally asked him to work out, and then he requested to stay the extra day to work out with the defensive backs. He, he was just on a different level playing in space from the other linebackers present. I would like to see Simmons 
show up and be able to play like that, show that he can move around, that he can cover. And if he if he is asked to come back and work also work out with the defensive backs, great. I and I hope he says yes. I think that would also tell us a lot about him, a lot about his about his competitive toughness. That you know, combine week is tough. What we get to see on TV is just the end of a very long four days for these young men. If he's willing to stay and go through another tough workout and just extend that week by another day, I think that would I think that would be very good for him. I think that would probably impress a lot of teams. Honestly, the more that I think about it right now, I would actually be shocked if they don't ask him to do some defensive back drills because, again, he is capable of doing so many things. He was originally a safety at Clemson. They're going to ask him to do do different drills. They're going to ask him to show what he actually can do because no team is going to draft him and just stick him at linebacker. They're going to have some fun with him, and general managers and coaches are going to want to see that on display at the NFL Combine. Now, our next player is a safety and someone that actually has arguably the most to prove out of any of these players. I don't know how you feel about this, Chris, but Grant Delpit, LSU safety, he had a struggling second half of the season, a bit of a decline from what we saw early on in his career in the first half of the season. He was a guy that a lot of people were projecting to be a top 10 pick. Now he's more in the back end of the first round. For him, he just needs to create some buzz to put himself back in that conversation for a top 15 pick. Now he's a bigger safety. He's around six foot three. They're going to be paying attention to how much he weighs in, but he needs to test really well athletically. He's going to look fine in all of the coverage drills and all the defensive back drills. There's not going to be any issues with that because he is a good safety and he's relatively consistent in his fundamentals in his games where he played well and he's had the time to focus on these drills. He's a good athlete, but we really want to see can he change the opinions of scouts by having a really explosive and, and, and athletic testing day when he's testing with the defensive backs. Yeah, unfortunately, there isn't much he can do to address the primary concerns people had watching his tape this year, and that was his tackling. It really did take a step backwards from what we saw the previous year. Yeah, he has really good instincts. He's got plenty of range, but safeties have to tackle. And you know, did he have some sort of injury, perhaps. You know, maybe there were medical concerns that the NFL will certainly look into, but we just don't have access to that kind of information like they do. If he could have maybe an Eric Berry-like performance, you know, Berry was a similarly sized safety coming out of school. He was 6'1", 211, but he threw down a 4'4", 40-yard dash. He jumped 43 inches, you know, had a four-two-three short shuttle. He basically tested off the charts. If Delpit could have anything like that, that would go a long way to making teams feel a lot better about his tackling. We've got a few more prospects to give you and what they need to prove at the NFL Combine, but before we do that, we're going to take a very short commercial break. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The conversation that we're going to continue to have for prospects that are on the radar of the New York Giants are obviously going to be edge rushers. They're going to be linebackers. They're going to be defensive backs, maybe corners. But this next player could spark the interest of the Giants, who, if he slides into the second round, would be a great option. Or if the Giants trade back, could be in that 20 to 30 round, uh, sorry, 30 pick range, rather. This player is Notre Dame edge rusher and also potentially outside linebacker Julian Okwara. He's a bit on the lighter side. He was listed under 250 pounds, which is pretty light for a pass rusher. You're looking more for him to be over 255. I think that the the big key here is how will he weigh in? Will he come weighing in over 255 pounds? Will be will he be more committed to being a strictly a pass rusher and a pass rushing outside linebacker or will he come in lighter in a focus on trying to move more effectively, look a lot fluid more fluid in these athletic testing drills? We want to see what his mold is actually going to be. And also, can he move as an outside linebacker? Because he's on the lighter side, teams that are going to be drafting him will probably be expecting him to have a contribution in pass coverage if need be. So there's a lot of things that are really on the table for Okwara, specifically based on his weight. Yeah, I... Kind of hope he comes in right around 250. Kind of split the difference between maybe a more traditional outside linebacker build and a defensive end edge build. He does, I think, have the ability to stand up and play in space if you need him to. He did do some of that in Notre Dame, and I don't think he was really terrible at it. Ideally, I think you would want him going downhill most of the time disrupting the pass by disrupting the passer instead of playing in space and covering tight ends and running backs. But if you happen to run a blitz scheme that occasionally has your edge dropping into a zone, I think he could do that. Our next player isn't in a similar situation and has a bit of a higher draft stock, and that is Clavon Chazon, the edge defensive player from LSU, a guy that is also on the lighter side. But We know that he is going to test like a freak. A lot of people have been talking about how athletic, how explosive, how fast this guy is. He has the the pure talent of a speed rusher, but there's been inconsistency in his pass pass rush skills. He's one of those players that has the ability to win against a lot of offensive tackles because he's so much faster than them. He's so much more athletic than them. We're really going to be focusing and honed in on his ability to stay consistent in those positional drills. Can he show and answer those questions about 
his ability to be a pass rusher and some versatility in what he's capable of doing. Jason is going to be fun to watch in the measurable events. He's going to probably jump out of the gym. He'll probably have a really good 40. He'll probably be really good on the short shuttle and the three cone. I want to see his hands and how he deals with the bags. Again, for me, the bags are big in the field drills. Yeah, How does he corner on the edge drills? How does he hit the bags? Does he how well does he use his hands? Because that is really big, really key for a pass rusher. Also, and this is something we won't have direct access to, although leaks will happen. I want, I'm curious to see how he tests out medically because he did miss most of 2018 to an ACL tear. And I do wonder if that might have played some role in how his just how uneven his production was this year he didn't produce a lot through the first half of the year but then over the last four games or so he really started to come on uh and you could see against andrew thomas playing against georgia he had no answer for chasen like it it was almost surprising to watch considering how well regarded thomas is just how much of a problem Chasen was for him. So I'm curious to see if perhaps he needed that basically year and a half to fully come back from the ACL and just where his knee health is. Yeah, Chason, another concern with him is his medical history. They're going to be really nitpicking and digging deep on that injury history Has he recovered fully? Does he have anything that is still lingering and holding him back? Will he be able to fully participate in all of the drills? We don't know this for sure until he arrives in Indianapolis and we start to hear those murmurs about any holdbacks because of medical issues. The next guy that we have is one that will certainly spark the ire of various listeners uh some might call it nauseating to even discuss this but hey i am all for talking about one of the most talented players in this year's draft class and that is auburn defensive tackle Derek brown he is a gigantic defensive tackle six foot five over 300 pounds is explosive he is mean he takes up a ton of attention to actually block him because of how big he is and how long he is very similar to someone like Chris Jones the one thing that we're going to be focusing on is just how is he going to compare to everyone else is he going to be light years athletically ahead of everyone he's going to look really good in all the positional drills because he is pretty technically sound but how much does he separate from the remainder of the interior and also outside defensive linemen? Is he going to flash that explosive athletic ability? And you were also even talking about, Chris, can he have a, a, a iconic day for a defensive tackle and really spark the interest specifically of Dave Gettleman, who we know has a tendency to love really athletic big guys at either offensive line or defensive line. Yeah, I just want to see what kind of a show this guy can put on because it really would not surprise me. Just watching him on tape, it would not surprise me to see him have a day at the combine like Indomitian Sue or Muhammad Wilkerson 
or Chris Jones, who there were people who were talking about he sh- could have been, perhaps should have been the Super Bowl MVP. Derek Brown is enormous, but he is also a much better athlete than he has any right being. He is just consistently disruptive. He is a guy that offenses have to game plan around. You told me after you went and quick watched some tape on him after I brought him up while we were discussing our planning this show. And I was Ellis, you were you were watching and they devoted three players to blocking him and were only kind of sort of successful. Yeah, that's that's really true. I was watching Cushenberry and both guards trying to block Derek Brown. And I had previously watched some tape on him. And I was obviously intrigued the original initial time, but I quickly pulled it up and I thought to myself, like, all right, I just want to quickly just have another um, thought on him and and get another reaction on him before we talk about him at the end of the show. And I was just in awe trying to watch him uh, navigate through these offensive linemen, three of them that were trying to block him. Now, I don't know if it was a slide protection error or if they intentionally did that because he was giving Cushionberry fits, but he looked so, so good against LSU, which had one of the best offensive lines in the country. If you want to pull up that tape, I fully encourage you to, because that proves anything, because he was going up against a such a strong group of offensive linemen. The last thing that we're looking that needs to be proved is just who's going to separate from the linebacker group. Guys like Patrick Queen, Kenneth Murray, Troy Dye, who is going to separate and stand out as potentially that early second round pick for the Giants if they don't sign any inside linebackers to round out their defense. Who can they, who can at the combine show their athletic ability, look clean in the drills, and separate from being the second linebacker behind Isaiah Simmons? Yeah, you know, right now, I think we've seen Patrick Queen kind of not really separate, but at least raise his profile to where people are talking about him. You know, He's been getting a lot of buzz lately, especially as the LSU players have been getting interviewed after winning the national championship for his football IQ. You know, apparently, he is not just very smart, but very football smart and very good at diagnosing offenses. But also, Kenneth Murray is kind of right there with him. And that's something you don't often see from Oklahoma defenders lately that them being considered either late first or early second round picks. And then the other one I'm interested in is Troy Dye, just as a potential alternative to Isaiah Simmons. Dye is probably not going to be the same kind of athlete that Simmons is with that range and defensive back-like mobility, but he at least has a very similar build at 6'4 and somewhere between 225 and 235. Can any of these guys show that they have the range, the coverage ability, the wheels to be an off-ball linebacker in the modern NFL where linebackers, they have to do a lot more than just come down and fill gaps anymore. They have to be truly three-dimensional players. They have a lot on their plate and they need to be able to be good at all of it. Otherwise, you wind up with a linebacking core like the Giants have had. All right, that's all the guys that we have to discuss on the defensive side of the ball in preparation for the NFL Combine. Be sure to rate and subscribe 
wherever you're listening to us and also follow us on social media at big blue view you can follow me at joe de leon you can follow chris at raptor mkii will be coming back to you on wednesday with more combine discussion as this is the next important big event for the offseason and for building your roster